Toronto, proud to announce from Zurich, Men's League, Switzerland, from US program, Austin Matthews. Okay, hello, welcome back. I hope everything's going well. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl, if that's your thing. But if it's not, no worries, because my bookie's got it all from NBA to the Premier League. Uh, they've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, all the kinds of stuff you could ever want, and from a great customer service team that helps you 24-7. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. And let's say you got a couple big favorites this week. You could parlay your wagers and let you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win big. And so maybe if you're not into football, because it's all over now, you could still sign up for hockey. And I think baseball's starting up again soon and uh, boxing and all that kind of stuff. So uh, my bookie has more lines and better odds for the other player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. And that means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Sounds pretty sweet to me. Uh, and all you have to do is use the promo code THPN uh, to activate the offer. Once again, the promo code is THPN uh, to get your extra cash from my bookie. Uh, bet, win, get paid, have fun, be safe, live and love life. All right, now let's do the show. Okay, here we go. I apologize in advance, but this is going to have to be a short one this week. Uh, this is my part two of the Hungry for Leaves Talk podcast this week. Um, I am super busy with school. I've got about 25 papers to mark, a couple to write, a couple tests to study for. Yeah, this is where it all gets real. Anyway, uh, I'm going to talk about the regular stuff this week. I'm talking about the trade a little bit more, uh, what I think about Dubas and how he's doing. Uh, some trades around the league and the whole like cap situation about how how the league should proceed for the end of the season and my thoughts on it. Other than that, I apologize for the background noise that might occur because there's just it's the only time I can record it, and there's other people that live here, so not much I can do. Um, all right, let's get right out the trade. So we had more out uh, sads, couple trick, couple uh, draft picks. I think a third and a possible second, depending on the signings. Uh, in we have Clifford and Campbell. Now, obviously, Campbell is the most important part here. Um, the backup goalie situation was a big problem, and it needed to be addressed, and it was something that I'm pretty sure everybody was happy that it was actually solved right away, and it was, you know, just dealt with now. Um, I know some people are like, well, it, it should be dealt with a long time ago. It, you can't bake those instant uh, reactions all the time, even when you think, like, well, I was proven right eventually. I mean, if they had just gotten rid of H Hutchinson immediately, it would have looked kind of bad, honestly. 
I mean, the team didn't offer him enough support. They did a lot of stupid things. Uh, and he deserved a chance to do better because he's shown he could be a backup. Uh, how good of a backup? That's actually true. He's never been the greatest. So, you know, you can hate it. You're like, well, you know, we do it all along. We know it all along. Uh, not exactly with the Babcock situation. The changing coaching to keep um, the way the team just plays in front of their goalie. Uh, it was it was something that you needed to at least see a few games to figure out and to make sure, like, uh, this is the right decision. And so, yeah, especially when you're giving up assets. So they gave up a few assets. Uh, the more loss, like, I don't know. I'm not super, super concerned about him being gone. Um, I mean, I like him. I think he was a good player, but they have a lot of players similar to him. Their offense is just deep in total, so you're not really losing too much. And yeah, like, it's not going to... And it's filling a hole, like a big hole. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people keep arguing that they should trade another bigger player for a defenseman. Uh, I'm not... Uh, I'm not too far away from that either. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you try to trade from a place for strength to fill a weakness, and they definitely did it in this case. Uh, so far, Campbell's played a couple good games. Uh, they made him play back-to-back, -back, which is kind of funny because that's how little the team trusts Hutchinson now. Um, that they won't even give him like a back-to-back -back game. Uh, I think one of them, it was against Anaheim, right? It was Anaheim the Montreal. So anyway, they just screw that Campbell you're playing both games and he's playing right now actually the last time I checked it was 1-1 so there's a good timestamp for you for when I'm recording this um, against Arizona and also uh, in return they got Clifford now this is something I talked about a few times where they just needed somebody to uh, fill this role to give the team like another dynamic so they're not just all speed 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 um, they can play a bit more physical and, uh, you know, match other styles when need be and not be afraid that they're just going to get hammered all game and never have any type of, like, counter. I'm not really a huge fan of, like, old-time hockey where you just, like, beat the crap out of somebody. Uh, I prefer really high-skilled games, but the way the NHL is structured, you... Uh, especially the playoffs where they let off of, like, the penalty calls that the people who are able to... Uh, dish out a ton of punishment uh, are a huge advantage in the playoffs because the the refs are afraid to make a call so they tend to they tend to uh, let a lot go that they normally wouldn't in the season so it's really good um, that they have someone who can do that kind of stuff uh, he seems like he can score enough to be useful uh, and I really hope they remake like their fourth line to be a bit of a tougher line um, just to have that dimension out there, because they've got enough scoring all around. You don't need super skilled players in the fourth line. Maybe like one speedy player, like a poor man's captain or something, to complement those guys. Um, but for the most part, they just need to be like tough, defensively responsible veterans that are going to go out and make it hard on the other team, especially if they get in the leap zone. So it's a good trade. They didn't give up too much. Um, they give up like it's not good that they're trading all these draft picks but it's not horrible that it was it's, like, it's not like a first round pick and Campbell signed for a couple extra years past this year so at a reasonable cap hit so you're not I mean you're solving a problem for like three years ideally as long as he works out and 
no reason to think he hasn't. Um, this leads me to my second point, which is that Dubis, you know, he changed his mind. He saw a problem and he addressed it uh, with the Clifford acquisition. That is a really good sign that he's not going to be super stubborn and just say, well, I made this decision and we're not changing it. Um, that's a sign that he's going to see a problem uh, arise the same way a lot of people have. And he's not just going to like bury his head in the sand and ignore it and go, no, no, this is our way. Um, he's going to do about it, do something about it. And just, wow, thank you. I'm just shocked to see a GM that actually like, I don't know, listens to like obvious criticism or sees the same thing we do and doesn't just ignore it. Uh, I've seen, I mean, a common criticism I've heard about, ooh, let me give an example here. I'll probably say, let's just go with LA. With LA, like, everybody said that they were too slow. They had to fix this, their uh, their speed issues. Um, but no, they doubled down when they signed Kovalchuk. They were like, no, we're just, we just need more scoring. Our defensive style will work. Uh, and they didn't address their youth problem the fact that they have no really young players, good prospects, and they thought, well, we'll just keep signing veterans and we'll be able to we'll be able to push it through that way. And then they turn themselves into a one-dimensional, slow uh, defensive team, and once their goaltending went in um, quick, they were screwed because they had no speedy offense, they had nothing to back up uh, to change that counter. Um, and now that their goaltending is that bad, or as bad as it's been recently, and their offense is dried up. They're just completely, uh, they're just screwed. Uh, if they had addressed the speed issue a long time ago, got a little bit faster up front, um, they might have been able to complement, or what do you say, like soften the fall from like their goaltending not being as good as uh, Quick used to be when he was in his prime. I mean, at least they won Stanley Cups and all that, but you know, that's just. It's just a sign that something's not working. You got to stop doubling down on this, and you got to change, and go in for the rebuild, basically, and just make your team faster uh, to deal with other issues. Uh, similarly, the the, uh, the Washington Capitals, when they were just all about pure offense and shooting from the back end, and they'd get, I think they hit like a record in goals one year. They'd still win a lot in the regular season, but once the playoffs came, they didn't have the same type of. Uh, punch and dynamic and they couldn't defend well and weren't nearly as physical and didn't play that way anyway uh, as they are now and it showed um, it took like a different eye like Barry Trotz to come in and point out hey there's a lot of huge dudes on this team I think he's quoted as saying he was surprised how big everybody was when he first got there um, and he caused them to kind of change your game around a little bit and there you go so I'm glad we've been able to see that in Dubas and he just didn't keep doubling down and just like keep trading for faster players or something. Uh, and that he's also willing to wait out something and see if it really will work. Uh, like the, uh, like Hutchinson, just see if it actually works. Um, and then react later instead of this instant reaction after three games or something. And go, no, 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 we gotta change everything. Uh, that's something I've seen in Calgary too much where they they're just constantly trading out players and moving things around and they just have got themselves into a position of sort of mediocr mediocrity which is weird to say because 
they went through a proper rebuild, they got draft picks, they traded to Gilna, all that kind of stuff. But they still never addressed their goaltending problem. And at one point they had one of the best defense in the league. And now it's I don't know, they've made some decent trades, but like it just they traded away who was it for Hamannick? They traded away their first round draft pick and didn't make the playoffs that year. I mean, basically, because they never addressed their goaltending. Um, and they're still... And now they're talking about trading some away their core. Like, you know, if they just took their time and slowed down a little bit and kept building and building and building, um, they might have been better off. It's just my opinion. That's the way I like it. Um, and I hope that uh, Dubish takes that approach. There's probably a lot of people freaking out right now. Like, you idiot! No, make them change everything, trade, mistakes, mistakes. Um, but moving on, talking about another mistake uh, that was made a while ago. Um, so Darnell Nurse got a new contract, and it's only two years. And it takes him to 27. Uh, I think it's about it's like 5.6 or something. Um, it takes him to 27, and then he's free agent. Uh, he's, they didn't pay for any years of his UFA years. Uh, they just paid for RFA years, gave him a two-year contract, and he's out. I have no idea why they did this. It really doesn't make sense. If it was like three million, four million, you could see that, oh, he's given them a cap break for a couple years, and then, uh, he'll cash in big at like a seven million contract after that. But like, it feels like five million at like six, seven years would have been the regular contract, not five million in two years. And so now, uh, I mean, if I was Darnell Nurse and the way the team has been past five years or ever since he's been there, 10, 15 years of stupid things since they've really been a useful team regularly, um, I mean, just wait. Don't bother signing anything new. Wait till the end of the contract. And look, is this team any good? If they're not, you can just leave and you basically have the most freedom you'll ever have. Uh, that would be scary to me if I was an Edmonton fan. Um, I really think, <laughs> like, I've looked at this from a few angles and I just couldn't figure it out. And honestly, if you were, like, another GM in the league and you're thinking, oh, I'm rebuilding right now in a couple years, I might need a defenseman, I'd keep my eye on him. I'd just be like, that's going to be in our future plans, so at least pursue him. Uh, he's physical, he gets a decent amount of points, he's not bad, he'd be pretty good on a good team. Um... Edmonton's just problem is that they haven't had enough offense and good goaltending goal since the Conor McDavid era. Uh, and for the most part, the defense has been, like, it average maybe, not great. So, I don't know. As an Edmonton fan, I'd freak out. Uh, I don't know what you think, but I don't know. I think the confusion was pretty similar. Every, every person I've talked to and looked at, it's everybody's basically saying the same thing. Um, I understand that they, I think part of the argument was, oh, he's giving a deal now, and I'm doing like air quotes, uh, and he'll just re-sign in a year, uh, just so that they can get through this cap problem or whatever they're going through in the next couple years, which honestly didn't look that bad to me when I looked at it. Uh, I don't know if there's a trade or something he's thinking of, Hopkin Holland, or like, there's a free agent that you really want to be able to pursue, or something, but anyway looks pretty crappy and it would freak me out like imagine if morgan riley's did that like, or uh 
like Dermot or Sandy in Science for like two years. I'd be like, what? No! Trap him forever! to let him go. Um, and next... Oh, yeah, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, the Zucker trade. So they trade basically Zucker out of Pittsburgh, and they get rid of Galenchuk, which is like his fourth team in a couple years. So, yeah, he went Montreal uh, to Arizona to Pittsburgh, and now uh, Minnesota. I don't know what is going on with him and why he just why the teams just can't stand him for some reason. There's something about his personality. They're just like, yeah, this guy's useless. <laughs> and he just has to go wherever he goes. But anyway, Pittsburgh ends up getting Zucker. Um, they traded away... Uh, oh. Anyway, they got a defensive prospect in Minnesota. Uh, and when I looked him up, I looked something on him. Uh, is it Callie Rosen? Sounds familiar. Uh, anyway, he was rated as their best prospect, best defensive prospect, could possibly be a top four defenseman, maybe a good second pairing, you know, limited offense, but like smart player. And like, man, if I'm Minnesota, I'm like, that was a pretty good trade because suddenly they have a decent amount of defensive prospects. I think there's two that stand out really for them. Then they have two offensive prospects. Like, that is a sweet move. And Galinchuk, like, maybe they can turn him around. Maybe he could provide some offense for the next couple of years uh, just to make their team respectable. Um, maybe they'll get a one-year contract on him and show me contract and train him at the deadline next year. Uh, but they also got that draft pick. Like, they got a first-round draft pick in a deep draft. Like, to me, that's pretty good trade for Minnesota. Um... It's also good for Pittsburgh. I mean, they get another winger to help uh, Malkin and Crosby. He's fairly young. Uh, he's versatile. So it makes that team pretty good. And I would not be surprised if they won another Stanley Cup. Uh, they've got definitely the tools. And I think people are underestimating them just because of one bad playoff run last year. Uh, and especially what they've shown this year. Uh, and their backup goaltending, like just everything. It's all kind of, it all seems like it's coming together that they might have another deep playoff run in them. Uh, at least a couple. Um, so I'm, I mean, I think it's a big win for Minnesota. Got exactly what they needed. Pittsburgh got exactly what they needed. I understand that they've traded away their prospects because, you know, they really want to just win now and they're probably just going to rebuild in like three years anyway, whenever Crosby and Malkin are basically not contender material. And when they're gone, I think Malkin's gone pretty soon. Um, so yeah, I think it was a good trade all around, and I really like it more for Minnesota. It feels like they're finally moving in a positive direction, which probably will take three, four years, uh, which sucks. As a fan of the Leafs, I know what that's like to suffer for a long, long time. So I'm with you. Like, solidarity, solidarity fist pump. Um, but that's going to do it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next time.